and Spike Cohen. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. For Spike, some guy on Twitter, Cohen, I am Matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. First and foremost, allow me to thank Kevin. Kava Kevin. For the kava I'm drinking kava on Kevin. today's episode. And allow me to thank Le Bleu for this delicious, purified drinking water that I'm drinking on this, our first inaugural pre-taped, much better episode of The Muddy Waters of Freedom. Uh, be sure to uh, like us, follow us, subscribe to us, share us, whatever the thing is that you do on the, uh, whatever you're watching or listening to us on right now, uh, be sure to do that. And if it's YouTube, be sure to hit the bell. I want your phone to explode with notifications every time we go, uh, well, we don't go live, uh, but every single time we do anything, drop anything or do anything on YouTube, we want you to know and we want you to tell everyone else. So share this right now. Give the gift of Muddy Waters today. Kids love it. Kids love it. And yes. to you and to everybody else, Bula Vanaka. Bula Vanaka. Oh, yeah, we're supposed to drink this. Bula Vanaka. <laughs> and that brings us to, as we said before, first episode from now on, Tuesday nights and Wednesday nights, you are getting special Muddied Waters of Freedom content instead of one big two and a half hour long live episode where we're mostly fumbling through trying to figure out how to use our computers. Now we just fumble through trying to explain what happened in the past week. And uh, not only do you get those uh, content on Tuesday and Wednesday nights, but if you're a subscriber, if you have gone to anchor.fm slash muddywater slash subscribe, then uh, you get an additional third special episode a much better episode than the first two ones. How much better? Oh, you won't know until you join for only $10 a month. Which, oddly enough, is the cost of one and a half cups of coffee on spirit. That's a way of measuring things. <laughs> so that, that is a way of measuring two- things. Yes, it is. <laughs> Cups of coffee on spirit, six fifty. Um, found that out yesterday. Wow, that's uh, a lot of that's a lot of money for crap coffee. For for um, yeah, for crap coffee. That's not for crappy coffee. Yeah, I mean it's not like so you can every, say, well, I'll go to the other coffee shop on this tin can hurtling this, through this stratosphere. So, right, on, talk on, about a closed market, public bus. Yes. This public transportation that is known as Spirit Airline. So that I can't, that I can't gonna, get off of. Like, right, that I'm absolutely stuck on until yes. it lands. Until it or lands. Or it doesn't. Or until, it, <laughs> until it's not in the air anymore. Right. However that. Uh, so what we're going to do is anybody who's watched our show in the past, uh, we always start out with the... The Mudwater Mushroom Coffee Replacement Cacao Rapid Fire segment brought to you by Mudwater. If you woke up today and said, Matt, Spike, I'm still recovering from the, the Reno Herd Immunity <laughs> Festival, <laughs> and I, I need something the to pick Carino. me up. The Carino. The Carino. <laughs> the Carino, the Carino Festival. The Carino Virus Festival. Uh, and I... That's uh, <laughs> funny, because I have COVID. And I didn't get And I, I don't want coffee anymore, though. Uh, I need a pick-me-up, but I want something healthier. After going and voluntarily subjecting myself to super spread, uh, I need to start making better health choices. But I don't, and so I, I need something that tastes 
no worse than coffee. Well, folks, if you add honey, then this is arguably no worse than coffee, but it's also much better for you. It has uh, mushrooms and turmeric and sea salt, and pretty much that's it. And it's got one-seventh of the cup of caffeine. Just enough to get you all hyped up like me, but not so not so much that it ends, you, ends up making you feel bad. Like, like Matt. Like, or like me right now because I'm recovering from COVID. Uh, so, if you go to the Muddy Waters of Freedom, if you go to muddiedwatersoffreedom.com slash mud, you can get a starter pack today. According to sources close to the administration, speaking on conditions of anonymity because they don't want to be the ones saying this out loud, yes. Biden is really twisted that his approval ratings are worse than President Trump's at the same point in their terms. He's really twisted? That's, that is a direct quote He is really twisted that his approval ratings are worse than President Trump's. I bet we could figure out who dropped this information by who would use the word twisted. (laughs) Twisted. To describe (coughs) someone's feelings about something. Well, yeah, you'd have to find the millennial. Or someone from the silent film era. But so, uh, yes... uh, He's really twisted, huh? He's really twisted. So after Joe Biden, <coughs> as we all remember in 2020, uh, ran as the competent, competency and experience candidate, he and his administration is completely unprepared that America that the American people would disapprove of his performance. What we saw from the beginning of his camp, what from the beginning of his term was immediately he boosted out to like these really high numbers that we couldn't understand because he's one man that hadn't done anything yet except for uh, move against fossil fuels immediately. Um, So at the beginning, you knew that they were just going to be skating by on uh, for a while on the simple fact that he was not Donald Trump. Yes. And he was keeping high, and he was keeping high numbers. He he was keeping up in the '60s for quite some time. Um, but after the complete botching of the Afghanistan pullout, his poll numbers nosedive, nosedove, nosedive, no, nosedove. Yes. <laughs> um, and he's never really fully recovered uh, since that happened because people, including the media have noticed that his competence translated to incompetence and his experience was mainly achieved on the backs of others like Barack Obama. Yes. And so now he's growing more frustrated or twisted, if you will, uh, (laughs) that his team has failed to find a strong, consistent message heading into the 2022 midterms thinking that that message good message would give him a boost which is obviously their fault not his right yeah what he's pushing for is to make a sharper case for all that we have accomplished thus far a white house official told nbc and pushing back on the rumor that biden is miffed and honestly it shouldn't be that hard to find this message 
over the last two years, he has accomplished Kamala Harris spoke at the 90th annual meeting of the U.S. Conference of Mayors to push gun control, subsidize child care and elder care, uh, and other Biden talking points, such as releasing one million barrels a day from the strategic oil reserves, lowering the cost of the internet, and appointing someone to head the ATF. And that brings us to this week's Deep Thoughts. Deep Thoughts by Kamala Harris. And I know that each of you is up to this challenge because you are the mayor. <laughs> She's one heartbeat away from the presidency. I, I, I'm not even sure what one has to do with you're the mayor, so I. My so my favorite thing about that <clears throat> clip is yeah I mean I could have shown any part of her talking about gun control or talking about um, lowering the cost of internet or uh, releasing one million barrels a day from the strategic oil reserve, uh, you know making it where we eventually would have none which also they've been doing that for a while and gas is still going up yeah um, yeah that's not helping that's not helping even a little yep. bit um <clears throat> but that clip she's speaking to the people that were elected to lead their cities and she's talking to them in the same tambra that an elementary school music teacher talks to the parents of that school, which is the most condescending <clears throat> thing I have ever been part of. Or even the children. Well, yeah, because they often talk to the parents the same way they do the children. Right. Right. But and yes. when I went to a music thing at the kids' school, uh, the music teacher got out there and was like, parents... <clears throat> This first song is about love. And when she said, because you are the mayor. It was the and exact then, same. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, my goodness. Now I understand why I hated that music teacher so much. Um, <laughs> what you don't know and, is that previously that music teacher was a power hungry DA that put people on death row that were innocent. Didn't work out so well for her. No, no yeah, it didn't. Elementary it school didn't. music teacher. This one got in trouble for it. Now is an elementary school teacher. Um, right. <laughs> but you could see how that could go the other way. Um, right. Speaking of which, uh, Tennessee has passed a law that makes unauthorized camping on public lands a felony, which is an odd law for a state that has a lot of tourism around hiking and camping groups. And the reason that Tennessee passed this law isn't because they're going for the campers or because they hate yes. the tourism that they get from it, 
but they are targeting the homeless population that has been booming since COVID caused a lot of people to lose their jobs. Felony penalties against homeless people who camp on local public property, including parks and misdemeanors for uh, camping around highways is what is now in this bill. Um, Yeah. So you now, if you're trying to get on your feet and you find yourself homeless, thankfully, now you'll be a homeless felon. Which will definitely make it easier for you to get back on your feet. Now, Governor Bill Lee did not sign the bill, but he also did not veto it, which makes it law in Tennessee. Um, So starting July 1st, anyone is considered to be in violation of the law if they receive at least 24 hours notice before an arrest. And I can't see any way that the police would lie. No. No. Lie about when they notified a homeless person who's the least likely to be able to counter document what happened. Never. Can't see. Can't see how that would happen at all. Um, the felony charge is punishable by up to six years in prison and the loss of voting rights. So, what they are going to do? Because Tennessee has been getting a massive influx of homeless people um of homeless people and the major cities have been trying to figure out a way to combat this i think they're going too far in one direction um by a a wide margin but so instead of just trying to figure out some sort of program in order to uh help them get back on their feet whatever instead they're going to put them in prison for six years on the taxpayer dime yep they'll still be homeless and they'll be an exponentially larger burden on the taxpayer and they'll be subjected to the trauma inducing horrors that happen in prison and they'll have a felony record and they won't be able to vote so if they wanted to punish the politicians uh legally uh for doing this to them uh that's been taken from them surely this will not be used as a weapon against those who are the most in need. Speaking of which, uh, there's a bipartisan group working on gun control, something else that definitely won't be used against those who are the most in need of the ability to defend themselves. Uh, They are planning on presenting their concepts to colleagues this week. While the details of the proposed changes are currently unknown, one thing is known. Pretty much every single person involved in these negotiations asked for Biden not to be involved with the talks. And boy, is he twisted up about it. He's just twisted up about it. He's just all twisty about it. And honestly, I don't know which is scarier. A bipartisan group of lifetime politicians to negotiate our rights away? Or that this bipartisan group of lifetime politicians don't want the doyen of lifetime politicians to be involved? I mean, this is politically smart, right? Like, Biden is one of the most unpopular presidents in modern history. Which is incredible when you consider that most of the corporate media is doing everything they can desperately to prop this man and his his pet prosecutor up uh, as being, you know, these great leaders. <clears throat> They're still hated. And uh, so in the midst of, you know, a a politically easy attempt to disarm peaceful people, which is 
what this is. What this is. They don't want that guy anywhere near this because he can only be a net harm to them. He's not going to change anyone's mind who might be against this. He's not going to change anyone's mind who might be on the fence about this. And he might actually change the minds of people who are in favor of it when he'll say things like, you know, well, the Second Amendment was uh, uh, didn't stop the government from stopping certain groups of people from having guns in the past. You know, black people and natives. When he says things like the Second Amendment was never supposed to be absolute, you couldn't own a cannon, and everybody you in Congress goes, can. "Yeah, uh, there's we have these letters, we we got these." When a nine millimeter can blow a, a lung out, can blow a lung out, can blow a lung out. When did he did he say that uh, AR-15s could decapitate a person? Or no, was that that's just that was that was uh, NPR that said that. Yeah. That okay. Nonsense. I wasn't sure. They there are people to who tell. straight up. There are people right now who are being led by corporate media and government to believe that an AR-15 is like a grenade launcher or something. They're like, it makes you explode. And it's like, no, it's actually a very small caliber rifle that's used for medium game hunting. They just made it look tactical and cool looking. But it's like, it's a, it's too weak to hunt deer with. Like you, you would yeah. actually get in trouble for using it to hunt deer because all it would do because is you just, you would just is torture like, them. It would it would be like torture to them. You'd have to shoot them like fifteen times with it. Right. It, it's <laughs> it, it's insi- It's just it's. De- I've been report- deer, I, I've 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 been uh, cyberbullying them on on Facebook and and calling for Facebook to delete the posts as uh, as misinformation. And the, uh, the deer aren't wearing Kevlar <laughs> vests. Well, they don't need them. They don't um, need them. You have to yeah, shoot they, them 15 times. You'd have they to shoot run. them a lot. Like, they don't need... The, the deer also aren't susceptible to two, two, three ammunition. You would be using uh, .30-06. Um, right. Which is, you know, it's... it. But again, this is... They rely on the fact that the people who... There's this sort of almost total overlap between almost a perfectly purple Venn diagram circle uh, that is just people who want a bunch of gun control have absolutely no idea what they're talking about when it comes to guns, like at all. Like they don't understand it. And they'll say, well, I don't need to understand it. I just don't like it. Well, okay, fair enough. You don't have to understand it. But maybe when people who do understand firearms are saying the opposite of what you're saying, maybe it might take a moment to just listen to them and think that maybe you're wrong since you admittedly don't know anything about what you're talking about. Maybe you might be wrong. There was the cartoon that was in the Washington Post this week that I sent you yesterday, I believe. Um, yes. And it showed a bunch of mannequin babies on the floor, and it was like, it was doctors, and one of them said a Glock 19, and it had a little bandage over it, and uh, Smith and Wesson something. I don't remember which Smith and Wesson. And it had a bandage over it. And then it said yep. AR-15, and the top half of the baby was completely demolished. Yes. And he goes, now I'm going to show you how to how to do triage on a, uh AR-15 wound. And Same way you would with most- a 9mm wound. I also like how the 9mm was just like a Band-Aid. <laughs> yeah, it was, <laughs> like, it was know, like this tiny little... It's a Glock 19. Nothing. Just a little Glock 19. <laughs> What would have been better is if it had said shotgun. Yeah. You know, like, because actually 
what what they were calling AR-15 is actually what shotgun at close range would look like. And yet that's what our president says that you should use uh, instead of an AR-15. You should use a shotgun, which would completely obliterate anything in front of you. And with that, this is the first, the end of the first new format episode that we have. We hope that you liked it. If you did not like it, uh, then please get in contact with us and tell us what you didn't like about it because we're happy to we're open to suggestions. Uh, and so join us uh, tomorrow leave night. Where the, you will be. Leave what you didn't like about it in the comment section below. Yes. Leave what you didn't like in the comment section. In the super chat. Leave a super chat. <laughs> leave no. a super no. chat. No. Leave a super, super chat, chat of at least $35 telling us what we did wrong. No, uh, no. let us know what you thought and uh, what you liked, what you didn't like, and we're happy to make adjustments going on along the way. Uh, and so join us tomorrow night where we will be talking about uh, our next topic. What is our next topic? You're not going to believe it. You got to, well, I'm not going to tell you. You got to tune in. So we will see you tomorrow night. And where we're going, we don't need roads.